Welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we are talking about clearing your energetic space, creating space, all of those things that are really beneficial for holding space as a practitioner, but also in your own home and within yourself as a human being interacting in the world with people. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has come up a lot for me, um, just in like people I've like run into or people I'm working with of like, um, like what we were talking about before and laughing is like, you know, the world is full of like empaths is like the new, um, like tag word that everyone's like, Oh, oh yeah. I'm an empath and da, da 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 da. But, um, I always like me and my daughter were laughing, but I'm like, I think everyone is, if you're not empathic, like you're kind of like scary <laughs> like you know right like yeah. everyone should be but then there, so there's a way to have like a boundary with it and keep yourself safe and boundaries are like a whole other like tag word but I think there's a way to just have some true concrete ways to create a sense of safety um when you're doing any sort of work with other human beings or interacting and especially more intense spiritual work and um, opening people up in certain ways like with I do with the fascial system and um, that's how we thought about talking about this because I take it really yeah. seriously of creating a safe space. And I'm very happy that as I learned some of these techniques, I learned them from someone who was learning them a lot themselves. And so we started like with the basics of like how to connect to our higher self or our spirit guides and how to call them in to keep us safe and to take it seriously that there are um, entities and spirits and things that are not always positive and good. And you can't just be opening yourself up to all that. You have to make sure you're being safe and um, within your own body and the people coming into your space and the space itself. So we're going to talk about some techniques yeah. and things you can do, some like concrete, tangible things. Yeah. So do you want to go yeah. first? Cause you want to yeah. share like some well, things that you've done or like your regular practice for setting yourself up. Yeah. I, I first have to <laughs> lead with the fact of um, kind of like what you're talking about, about like everybody's empathic and all that stuff. And so dropping your victimhood with any of that, if you're in that state of being like, I'm empathic and it's so painful and it hurts me because it doesn't have to be like that, like call your power back mm -hmm. regarding that. And this is one of my most profound things. And so the first biggest tactic is the fact that we are in control. So nothing is allowed to enter you or your space without some form of permission. So knowing where you're feeling um, less than, I think, is probably one of the things, or open to letting something like that invade you mm -hmm. because an entity or an external energy that is not for your greater good is only going to be invited in if you allow it. And or, for instance, this building, this building is a very transient building. So things come in and out and in and out. And I make it very clear that nothing is allowed to stay. You know, so it, it's that permission, that openness, that allowance and deciding for yourself that no, nothing is welcome here. And so you can do that for yourself by just saying that, saying, okay, anything that's attached to me or trying to attach to me that isn't for my greater good 
or that I haven't said a full yes to, you're not allowed here. So mm-hmm. detach now. And it's just, and it is, and it's that simple. And you can do that with your space then as well. Like if there's any lingering energies here, any entities, any of that, that I have not specifically called here, that is not for my greater good, that is not my higher self or spirit guides or anything like that. You are not allowed here. You must leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Simple. And it works. It does. And it's funny because so many people are not satisfied with that mm-hmm. because it just doesn't feel like enough. <laughs> and and that's mm. fine because then there's other stuff. Then right. there's other stuff. It's that deeper belief system. It's yep. not enough. They're not enough. Yep. They, they don't feel powerful enough to call that in. Right. And to, to let that be. Mm-hmm. And so that's fine. <laughs> so we can do other things, right? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, some of the things I like to do that are really simple. Um, I mean, I start my day and end my day in my treatment room, like kind of like making a little protective bubble. I like to um, like right now I've been feeling really connected and calling in on like my guardian angels. And I like in my practice and belief, there's like a male and a female energy. Um, and I've done some practices to kind of figure out who they are, I guess, um, just simple stuff. And then, um, so kind of calling them in as like protection and reminding me that I can, you know, remember to connect with them at any time when I'm feeling like a little drained or something. Um, and then I like, uh, I mean, and this might feel a little advanced for people in a little other comfort zone, but I like to call in the four directions, <clears throat> um, in my practice. And then I, um, when you say that, do you include the archangels of each four directions or are you only talking about the directions like elementally? I call in, um, that I learned from my teacher. I call in like different, like spirit animals kind of. Okay. Um, so like to the South is the serpent and then to the West. Um, so serpents kind of teaching you to like, um, let go and shed your past. Um, and then to the West is Jaguar, which is Jaguar is like the protector of the space. And so calling on that to, um, you know, quickly take any heavy energy or anything icky that we don't want to quickly take that back to the earth where it belongs and it doesn't get to stay at all. And then to, to the North is, um, hummingbird and ancestors. Um, and then to the East is the Eagle or condor and that, um, that one kind of ties into kind of tapping into our higher self and like going after our dreams and living fully. And that's kind of some of what I've taught. And then I've kind of made it my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I do, um, some just, um, Catholic prayers that I have. Like I, um, I light a candle, I have my little altar set up in there and, you know, based on like my own upbringing, like I feel like a really strong connection to like mother Mary and that's, she's kind of like my strongest, um, spirit and support guide. So I always like say a prayer to her and ask for, um, you know, her support in like being more gentle and patient and, um, all those things. That's kind of my practice. And then at the end of the day, I bring my energy back to me, um, and say thank you. And so I can, have it all to myself and now go home to be with my family and be with them. Mm. And sometimes in the middle of the day, if it gets heavy, like I will shake, Mm -hmm. I will maybe use a rattle. I will use some different sprays I have or light incense or Palo Santo or just whatever I feel called to. But 
and, and it could be as simple as just like lighting a candle and just like calling in your own energy and just calling for protection. Like it can be so simple. Right. Cause I don't want any of this stuff to feel like so out there for you because when I first started doing it, I was like kind of weirded out and it didn't feel embodied. Like it was my own to even do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and even sharing it just feels like a little bit like it's, you know, a pretty like intimate thing of a practice. Cause you, you know, you do it kind of in your own space with the door closed and it's, you know, I, I, I don't let anyone else be in there when I'm doing it basically. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, but just, just don't let it scare you if this feels like a lot or like in different spiritual realms for you, call in whoever you want. Right. These are just techniques that might help you feel some like physical, tangible support as you do it. Right. So when I first started learning some of this stuff, um, from a Hispanic guide, a teacher, real life human, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was amazing. Um, I first learned from her about utilizing like Archangel Mikael, which a lot of people mm-hmm. pronounce Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and utilizing that as the protector Archangel, as well as the one, because he has an entire legion of honor who can clear and cleanse a space. And mm-hmm. so I love calling upon him. So when you're talking about that, and I forget which direction he pertains to Mm -hmm. but they all pertain to directions as well Mm -hmm. um and then I had also learned about utilizing sage and of course I as I kept evolving I mean I learned a very reverent practice of utilizing sage from her and then of course now having multiple native friends you know it's cool because they've all said no you have so much respect for it you use it in such a, a appropriate way you know you're not like hurting the community or doing that. And I do try to get that from local native Mm -hmm. reservations and things too, so that I'm supporting that versus just some random market or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is important to me when I talk about things like sage. Um, You can burn sage and cleanse your space with that, but there is a deep reverence to the practice and it is great if you do have a native person teach you the appropriate ways to use it Mm -hmm. um it just feels more connected to that lineage then and allowing that to feel that sacredness where you're not just like i'm some white girl like burning my sage (laughs) and being like woo cleanse my space um yes and and that connection to the nature you know and you're connecting back to your nature roots and all of that stuff as well which is just to me where it's like really important is really just feeling your own connection because we do all have that connection with Mm -hmm. nature regardless of (laughs) our ancestry and all of that stuff um other things that I like to use as like sprays or diffusing because then I'll I'll diffuse sage as an essential oil. Mm. And so it is very cleansing. So also um, some history to that that I learned in like a little bit of research. There's like a research paper out there. I forget where it is. But um, they would use sage in a tent or a teepee. And the amounts of sage that they would use in there was astronomical to kill germs, to really just like kill all of those extra things. And so I think that that's so profound because you're literally extricating, you know, not just the energetics, but the physical things that create 
That's illness cool. or disease. And so with that, <laughs> an essential oil is so concentrated and mm-hmm. depending on how small your room is, it can be doing that in the air as well. So it can be killing the germs as well as shifting and changing the energies if you put sage essential oil in a diffuser. Another one, and don't do that around young kids. <laughs> <laughs> Another, especially in a small room for over half an hour and da 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 da. <laughs> Another one, essential oil that I've loved, which... Um, it was brought to me in a chiropractic practice that I was in um, was sweet orange oil because it keeps esoteric critters away. And mm. so you can just put a drop of it like on your clothes, even like just on your shoulders, on your clothes, just like a drop, not on your skin, though. It can burn you straight up and or if you have it on your skin, and you go out in the sun. <laughs> That can be a problem too. But if you put a drop just on your clothing and or if it's winter or anything, um, which was one of the reasons why we wanted to do this because up here in the north we Mm -hmm. are going into winter, so you're going to be in your space. So let's make it nice and juicy and amazing for you. Mm -hmm. But that can help keep that off of you. If you're really feeling like you need that extra support of I want to keep this energetic thing off of me, Another spray that I like using is the clear spray, which is from Floralive. And Floralive is my all-time favorite flower essences because the flowers are alive when they are captured. The essence is captured. It's captured in beeswax. So the flower is rooted in the earth, drawing up all of the nutrients from the earth and getting the sunshine and all of the vibrancy and energy from the sun and it's alive. It's not a dead flower (laughs) being turned into an essence. So they're so, so, so super powerful, but they have a blend of freedom flowers and then they use, so you can use that and put it in a spray bottle or you can buy their clear spray, which is just, I love using that in between clients Mm -hmm. in the treatment room. Um, and or just on myself, if I'm in a funky mood and it's like something attached to me that I don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And then I ask everything to leave and I spray myself and it's just like, yes, be gone. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's one tip I would give people, too, is like um, kind of what I've learned is if you're going to like clear a space, almost like um, anoint yourself first, mm-hmm. like spray and like let yourself feel it and then go out and do the room. Yeah. Absolutely. Like give yourself a little self-love first of it and then go do your space or whatever. And yeah. Right. Because you're part of that space. Mm-hmm. And especially if you are a practitioner and then yeah, you're the one doing that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it makes such a difference. Like I just really believe in um, just the ability to create that energy in a space. And I see it like when people come in my room and they immediately feel safe or they feel like just a relief. And I'm like... Well, yeah, I know I made it that way. Right, right, right. Here, I'm commanding the energy of this room. Thank you. And like all the, all the prayers add up. I mean, that's why when you go into a church, it feels really beautiful sometimes, Um, especially some of those really old churches. I mean, I just think of like the church I grew up going to, it's still there. Like, I think like my grandparents were married there. Their funerals were there. Like I was baptized there. My children were, I was married there. And like, I think of all the prayers that my ancestors sat and said like that's really profound and powerful and beautiful regardless of um take the religious 
doctrines away if that makes you uncomfortable. Like there's something really powerful about prayer and there's a ton of research to show that prayer works. There's literally books full of research. I'm not talking like, oh, I did research because I Googled it. I'm talking like research papers, yeah, <laughs> double blind studies, whatever you call it. Um, so these things, they work. They're, they're right. Real. And it is, especially if you do have like any sort of an eh about that, like same, same for meditation. Yeah. You know, and so meditation, it's, it's a form it's of prayer. Thing. Exactly, exactly. Thing. So that's just making that connection yeah, for some people. Yeah, because prayer can feel for people. Right. Those the, words. The words. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like belief the systems. same, same. Yeah, I know. Go listen to that time. episode. It's a belief system. <laughs> you know, so just feel with it, you know. That's exactly. Cool. Exactly. Um, I think just one other thing that I think about, especially with what you last said, you know, you made it this way is your own connection to your heart or your own groundedness and the way that you can, your own resonance is what impacts the room Mm -hmm. as well. And so again, if it's your own home, what is your resonance currently and what do you want to fill your home with? You know, and sometimes that is actual physical things like, oh, I want it to be a little more cozy. So I'm going to get this faux fur rug or I'm Mm -hmm. going to get these squishy pillows or um, whatever it is. And other times it's an ambiance thing or setting that intention or whatever. And same for yourself. So, again, doing your own clearing practice, Mm, your own resonance. Where's your resonance? What type of work play do you need to do to get your resonance where you want it? Because that's what that's what people are feeling too. You know, you mm-hmm. imagine walking into a room and it feels so safe and cozy. Are you feeling safe and cozy in your own body? Mm-hmm. You know, and that bleeds into the room. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Anything else? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I think that was good. That yeah, was no, fun. I hope good. people it's try good. some stuff and let yeah. us know, like maybe what your practice is or. Um, if this hits on a belief system for you in what feels like a positive or a negative way or what it causes you to be curious about um, or something you do that you want to share with the world, that's been impactful. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I love it because there's so many other things. I mean, there's stones, symbols, all of this stuff. I mean, there's so much stuff we didn't even mention. So what? Yeah. what's your it, you know? Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for musing about with us. If you loved all of that and you want more, you can find crystal stuff at aliveness.academy or enhanceutv.com. You can also snag up her app, Pleasure Fairy. It's in the Google Play Store already and should be in Apple App Store soon. For Katie, you can find her at wellnesswithkatie.com. Enjoy. <laughs>